Ultimate KC Corner episode 72, back in person. Back in person, it's always good to be back in person. I, I was on vacation two weeks ago, you were up in uh, Virginia last week, we did it mobily, so back, yeah. good to be back in person. You know, I didn't listen to last week's, did it oh, sound geez. okay? come on. <laughs> no, it's incredible, it sounded good? <laughs> it was great, it was great, All yes, right. yes. Right. Sounded, sounded perfect. All right, fantastic, and tonight... The Bolts will hopefully take yes. home the cup back yes. to back. Let's go, Bolts. And thank goodness uh, Tropical Storm Elsa didn't rain it out or yeah. postpone it or anything. I was a little worried about that, Me but too. it sounds like it's going to be fine. Well, the first thing I did this morning when I woke up was to look to see if... Uh, I, I wanted to see the storm, but I really went to the Bolts uh, website. <laughs> please still be playing. Yeah, please still be playing, you know? so uh, Honestly, it hasn't been that bad, at least in Central Florida. A no, L- little bit of rain. Wrong. I haven't heard any crazy gusts of wind or anything, so... Uh, yesterday at lunch was... Uh, we were at... Um, What's the name of that place that we go Black to? Black Bean Deli. No, 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 no. The place right close to the church that we go to. Oh, Jimmy Hula's. Yeah, I was thinking Huey Magoo's. And like, Jimmy Hula's. Jimmy Hula's. That's a great little place. Great place. Like, I really enjoyed that place. Mm-hmm. So, and we were at Jimmy Hula's, and there was a huge gust, and people kind of came running in from outside. And, and it was, uh, it was like a moment of panic, and it yep. was just gone. Yep. You know, so I know. Yeah. I think our friends in the Keys in South Florida may have gotten the worst of it, but we were fine yeah. up here. Yeah, <laughs> which Thank is goodness. good. Thank we goodness. got we got our bolts to watch still. Well, you know, I have an old generator that was here, and uh, one of the uh, workers walked by one time and asked me if. Uh, I still wanted it. And I'm like, oh, you can just have it. And so I've given away my generator. And oh, again, gee. it was old, you know, but um, so. I'm Who knows hoping, if it turns on. Ex- exactly. Please, Lord, don't take the lights out now. You know, I don't have anything to back up with, but anyway. Well, yeah. was, you're, you were traveling last week, but made it back for Sunday um, for the primacy of prayer. The primacy of prayer. And how about me starting off my sermon talking about a godly man, your grandpa, man. <laughs> yes, what an incredible yes. man of prayer he is. and. Uh, just how important it is. And when you think about the church, Brooks, and you're thinking about here's First Timothy, and it's really a manual for how we are to flourish, for the household of God to flourish. Uh, and we have to have the, the, the first importance of really, uh, you know, what we do as Christians is going to have to be prayer. And I think about what I really try to say is, hey, this is not supposed to be like a latch dish effort. Oftentimes prayer is something that we will go to when all else fails, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, when you just can't open up these doors and it's not going right for you, everything seems to be heading south. All of a sudden, let's pray. And I love the fact that this is a reminder, no, no, there should be a first importance as Christians and not just some Christians, but all Christians should be that primacy of prayer. And, you know, we are to offer all kinds of prayers for all kinds of, of people and really what is at the bedrock of what Paul was telling Timothy was for the mission to succeed. It's very evangelistic. He's like, hey, pray for the kings and the authorities so that you can live a peaceful and quiet life. Well, does, is his goal for us to kind of experience the American dream of a, you know, out in a hammock, a peaceful, quiet, <laughs> you know, gentle breeze? It really is much more... Pray for our leaders in our world situation so the gospel can advance. And mm-hmm. so when we are peaceable and quiet, we uh, and, and not only that, for our, our witness to sparkle that with godliness, uh, you know, with, with gentleness, we, we can kind of sparkle in our witness. And so the whole primacy of prayer really also had this whole desire for our mission to go forward. So I, I, I just pray, really what I hope to say is that King's Chapel... We'll just continue to be a place of prayer and how important that's going to be for 
the mission that God's given to us. I think it's really interesting too because the Bible wasn't written in English first off and it was translated many times and talking about prayers for all peoples uh, and all types of peoples and that uh, Jesus is for all peoples and tries to save all peoples. But it's not every single person. It's all kinds. Yes. And the different translations of that. Look at you jumping right in. That was kind of the deep deep end. Because that was uh, was really interesting. You talk about prayer and it sounds like, you know, prayer is something that I don't think any Christian will kind of argue over. Like everybody's Mm going to say, okay, yeah, yeah, we need to pray. Okay, yep, it needs to be important. But when it starts to say that that God's desire is to save all, you know, Mm -hmm. and that Jesus uh, paid a ransom for all and, and you... You, that, that's where the things you start to bore into and say, what does that mean? Even it says that we're to pray to, for all people. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean that we're, when, when, if we started all now... All 7 billion. Yeah, 7 billion people. <laughs> I wonder how long. We could probably calculate that. How, how long would that There'd be some take? interesting names we couldn't pronounce. <laughs> oh, man. There'd be more names we couldn't pronounce than we could pronounce. And so, uh, um, but with that said, all kinds, you know, and we see from the beginning, we read through Scripture God has an individual relationship with his family, but he always blesses us to be a blessing. I mean, that's what he did to Abraham. He blessed him so all nations would be blessed. That's what he did to the nation of Israel, to be a blessing, to be a blessing. That's what he does for Christians, go now and multiply. So, um, but, you know, spot on. And, and honestly, Brooks, what I meant to say was, hey, let's talk about the primacy of prayer. But this gave also an opportunity to go back to that sound doctrine that he talks about and what you know, to whom did Christ pay a ransom to the many to his sheep mm-hmm. you know we, we actually things like limited atonement uh, or particular redemption although we didn't use those phrases that Christ didn't die just for the possibility of sins to be forgiven he paid for sins mm-hmm. he laid his life down for his church for his sheep and uh, that all kinds or every tribe tongue and nation not necessarily. Or not every single person. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good good insight, Brooks. And then, I know you hit, hit on it before, it's maybe easy for people in time to struggle to go to prayer and everything, but at the end of your sermon said, uh, praying with holy hands and not clenched fists. So, yeah. you know, with open hearts and not with one to retaliate or anything like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> or anything crazy. You know, clenched fist or, or other hand gestures like <laughs> you kind of see, you know, that, uh, that we have. And... You know, I, that that one hit me is because it says that men should always pray with holy hands, not with grumbling and arguing. And, you know, and so that's where I came up with that clenched fist. I mean, what is our posture? Mm-hmm. And I, I we the second week we talked about uh, this uh, abounding grace. I guess it was the third week mm-hmm. um, that if we are the chief of sinners, if we're saved by God's abounding grace, you know, <laughs> By his grace, the only reason we have holy hands is because of the blood of Christ and righteousness. And we have no reason to have clenched fists. And so uh, uh, we can be frustrated because sometimes it, we are, there's a lot of injustice. But, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a good thought, Brooks. Mm-hmm. I like that the sermon series is titled, it's like a manual for the household of God so they can flourish and not so that we can be holy or that we can be saved or just follow these rules. It's so that we can flourish and that, that the church can flourish. You know, good, good insight. And that's what he says. Hey, I'm writing these things uh, for the household of God, the church of the living God. And again, it's not just for us to be a holy huddle. It's for us to be on mission. It's for us to flourish and and flourishing is going to be sometimes swimming upstream in a culture that is uh, difficult. And how about how about Paul telling Timothy and the church in Ephesus and to us, hey, pray for your kings and your leaders. And uh, 
And by the way, when you put it in the context of where that was written, Nero was the the uh, the king of Rome. I mean, he's the one who's torching Christians to light up Rome, you know, mm-hmm. and and the, and the audacity to say, pray for this guy. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and though I, I mentioned as well that there were some benefits with Rome. I mean, although uh, eventually there'd be a swing and they'd embrace Christianity. Um, but at this time, it, it was really they were against Christianity. But the Pax Romana, the Peace of Rome, provided some roadways and some uh, conditions that really helped fuel Christianity. And so mm-hmm. just think of the marvelous hand of God that at this time you have a king who you're to pray for who's really against Christianity, but the government that he was running really helped fuel Christianity. Mm-hmm. And only our God can can do that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, uh, it, it, Scripture tells us that the, the king's hearts are, like water in, in God's hands. He's going to turn it the way he wants it to go. And we really see that God is sovereign. It's good stuff. That's the great thing about the Bible. It's a, just a big, long story, and you need context for verses. It's tough to just kind of pluck them out and read them as they are. Like, okay, yeah, we should pray for our leaders. That sounds good. But to realize what was going on during that time when that verse was written is pretty insane. You know, in our culture now, where we really just chuck stones at the opponents politically and there's so many lines drawn. I mean, I really was challenged with that, Brooks. How many Christians are praying, you know? And how many bumper stickers have you seen, whether for against Trump or against Biden, not my president, you know? And uh, does that mean not my prayers either, you know? Yep. And so, yeah, That's, challenging. You have to humble yourself to be able to do that sometimes Absolutely. when you're so far on one side. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's it, you know, I think if the context is the mission, that we can flourish as the household of God, you know, God, could you please bless President Biden so that that, that, that Christianity would flourish? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? So yeah. yeah, not just our nation. Yeah. So how many more of these manual rules do we have though for the oh, household we're gonna, of God? We're going to be going, brother. <laughs> we're going to be going through. Uh, I really thought this would go through the summer, and it looks like we're going to go into September with this. And so let me tell mm-hmm. you about what I hope to say coming up. And you mentioned something real key. Let's go through the door you mentioned a minute ago about saying we got this one story and you have to learn the context. So what chapter two of First Timothy is going to start talking about is these are kind of the the manual for public worship. Mm-hmm. This is how worship should look like. You know, this is prayer should be primacy. And we're going to get into this week uh, some roles of the gender roles. Mm-hmm. And this is not... This is not going to be a um, politically correct sermon. And mm-hmm. this is not going to be a culturally um, just completely in line sermon. This, What my job is, is, is to do as the, as the preacher is what does this text say? What did it say to the original audience? And what did it say in the big story? That's, mm-hmm. that's all called hermeneutics. It's, it's the how to study scripture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to see it in the context of the whole scripture story. And then see it in through the eyes, because there are some cultural things, whether we're in the Old Testament and there was this ceremonial law and, you know, what you could eat and what you needed to wash and different things like that, uh, that's no longer in place. And there are also some ceremonial things or, or cultural things of, of like, what did they wear to worship or whatever that we have to say, hmm, is that applied to us? I mean, we know that the moral law will always be true and, and stick together for all of us. But so setting in the context, and let me just say, um, I've had to dig deep with this uh, this last couple of years as we are, King's Chapel is a non-denominational church. Uh, you know, we are 
um, a church that really needs to make sure what does scripture say when it comes to role of men and women and there's some important great things mm -hmm. um, for this but this is one of those things you know as a preacher that this isn't going to be embraced by our culture today our culture where gender is fluid our culture that really has seemingly lost an identity of a maleness or femaleness and to say ever that there are distinct roles for men and women that just that just is culturally repugnant for many um, and this is one of those things with Christianity we have to realize you know what we're gonna have to be culturally repugnant for a little bit mm -hmm. and so and go from there mm -hmm. so we're not done yet with the manual people we still have a long way to go and starting with or continuing on this week with gender roles <laughs> you know, let me tell you Brooks we still got a long way to go I'm like oh gosh it sounds like one man we'll never just, get through this I'm this just is gonna be laborious this will, this will, so yeah but you know I, I've loved it and uh, I hope the I hope King's Chapel has as well and it's really been good for me. Brooks, I've never preached through First Timothy, and mm -hmm. I've been a preacher for a long time, and it's interesting. I've certainly preached through passages of First Timothy, but never through the whole book. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, this this has been a, a real joy, and mm -hmm. it's, I, I've learned a lot. Something different. It's not just the mainstream books that you, that you always preach through. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I, I really hope to cover... They say that I should cover the full counsel of God. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we've been through Genesis. I mean, we've... We've been in we've been in the Psalms. I mean, there's there's been hopefully we're gonna see we've gone through Acts, uh, you know, the p different pieces of uh, parts of Acts. So yeah, this is a uh, it's good to go to different parts of the Bible for sure. Hear the whole story. No, no, that's, doubt what, that's about what it's it. all about. Amen to that, brother. So moving on to chapter five of the reason for God, uh, continuing on with that chapter five titled "How Can a Loving God Send People to Hell?" So yeah. another really easy topic to <laughs> it, tackle here. It, it, exactly right, and I and I think uh, you know toward the end of the the chapter, he's saying you know in a lot of people's minds, well, there is this antithesis that a loving God can't be a judging God, you mm -hmm. know, and that that our our interpretation of love is absent of judgment and. Mm -hmm. and uh, um, gosh, if God is so loving, that means all he is is giving and all he'll give is blessing. And no matter what behaviors are or what rules are broken. Uh, and so it's really, it's interesting that, that that position is taking one of the attributes of God. God certainly is love. I mean, mm -hmm. scripture says it. And it's, and it's making that attribute of God trump all other attributes. Like he how can God both be loving and holy? How can God be loving and just? I mean, we have to, that's who God is. We have to hold those together. There's a mystery, but our God is, is a loving God and he is a just God mm -hmm. and he is a merciful God, but he's a righteous God. And so, and I love the fact that that's all going to come together at the cross where we see it. But mm -hmm. anyway, I'm getting a little bit down a rabbit trail. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's right. And I think realizing that we're nothing apart from him that we're just yeah nothing apart from him at all and mm -hmm. so when we're we essentially choose hell by trying to choose our freedom like yeah. where we think that having to glorify him forever just kind of puts us in a trap and we can't be ourselves and really that's what sets us free you know and i, I think when you say that brooks it often seems like when people say how can a loving god send people to hell it, it sounds like they don't want to go they had nothing to it it's mm -hmm. all god's thing but you said is that you know Choosing yourself, uh, choosing to reject God is choosing hell. I mean, mm -hmm. in, in life apart from him. And, you know, no one's going to go to hell kicking and screaming. Uh, you know, they're going to go there because we all deserve it. I mean, all, all of our, because we're all sinners, we all deserve God's judgment and wrath. Mm -hmm. um, but God's mercy and grace is so amazing. <clears throat> and, uh, 
you know, that's just the path that we would all be on if it wasn't for God's grace. Yeah, and he talks about in the beginning of the chapter, the Lord Lord of the Rings is a story about the consequences of seeking power and control rather than wisdom and glad enjoyment of the givenness of God's creation. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and the what what happens when you seek those things? <laughs> you know, I, I love the fact because guys like Keller can read Tolkien uh, or or Lewis and others and find things that I'm like, oh, that's really good. You know, <laughs> not just enjoy the movie or the yeah, book. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just so that's a cool for, story. Yeah. It's, Hey, that's a cool ring there. So that's incredible. And, you know, it was interesting you said earlier this morning about how different cultures look at judgment and forgiveness differently. Mm-hmm. What, what were you saying about that? That was good. Well, our culture, for Western culture, you talked about how we have trouble seeing or believing that a God can be, ju- or that can judge us, that there's like a judgment day. Right. But we're completely fine with the fact of, um, when God says, turn the other cheek when someone wrongs you. So right. we're completely fine with the forgiveness part. But that may be completely opposite across the world. Someone may be fine with Judgment Day, and that's okay, but be completely offended um, by forgiveness or turning the other cheek. And so just the Western culture isn't the one that judges Christianity on re- whether it's valid. And that Christianity is going to hit each culture and offend it in some way because each culture is broken and imperfect in some way. Yeah, yeah amen, amen to that. And, you know, we have a loving God, but he's also a judging God. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, our Savior Jesus even experienced, uh, I believe, uh, hell on earth when mm-hmm. his father turned from him. You know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And um, wow, how, how amazing that one time in eternity that uh, the, the God, the Son, and God, the Father were separated. And mm-hmm. Man, I, that's a hell that we'll never have to experience, Brooks. We'll never experience it by His grace ever for a nanosecond. I mean, God will discipline us and He'll treat us like His children, thank God, but we'll never experience that hell. And, mm-hmm. and that's so, you know, as people wrestle with how can a loving God uh, uh, allow people to, to go to hell, well, it's their sins that get them there, but. I just still can't get over the grace of God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's he's he's bolted the door uh, uh, of hell against his from his people. You know, he's just opened up paradise. Yahoo. Yep. And at the very end of the chapter, he made some references to C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce and kind of how the story about uh, heaven and hell. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not like the he portrayed it not like the fiery place you see in movies or anything like yeah. that, but it's just basically gray nothingness and yeah. separation from God and oh. it just continues on and just they don't really know why they're there and seeking oh. after themselves and everything man that would be that would really be hell he did a great job describing it mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah that's incredible yeah hey we I think we got we got Tolkien and Lewis mentioned on this. yeah I yeah mean, we hit some, everything man we checked some boxes <laughs> didn't we <laughs> bunch of nerds <laughs> that's awesome I love it all right. Hey, and listen, let me tell you a little bit about what's coming up. Really, what, what a great Sunday. Let's go back. Oh, so fun. You know? I mean, it was uh, the family fun on the 4th. That really proved to be a wonderful time. And mm-hmm. it was so grateful. Shout out uh, to Amy, uh, who did a great job. Amy Millette and did a lot of our, our planning and, mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. So that was great. But uh, And upcoming uh, for us, the month of July, uh, really, we're going to uh, focus on our 30-somethings. We're going to have some, what we're calling, uh, festive Friday nights. And there we it's go. going to have a theme. We love the alliteration. I here. love it. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I know I'm wearing it out. And I, I mean, <laughs> Amy said that to me yesterday. You might be wearing that out a little bit. I'm like, uh, no, never, you know. Festive Fridays, here we go. KC Corner, KC everything. Corner. Yeah. I, I love it, man. So, uh, um, 
But we're going to have a different theme uh, for the Friday nights. Uh, and this first one's going to be the All-American Cookout uh, with some burgers and dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody they might be left over from Sunday. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do some other cool themes. And that's So if you're a 30-something uh, within uh, Central Florida, we would love for you to come. Um, if you want to pretend to be a 30-something, come. We're going to be at Chris and Christina Chapman's house. So, And we got some exciting things planned. We're, we're looking forward to uh, maybe doing a back-to-school bash Mm-hmm. alliteration yep yep and uh, uh um like the second week of august i think it's august 8th maybe another kind of what we did last week but mm-hmm. more of an emphasis and try to get our community involved and, yep. and uh we're also trying to figure out how do we how do we bless our, our community with sending kids back to school maybe collecting some book bags and filling those up so we're we're investigating what right now is the best ministry to partner with uh we got a couple of ideas that we're uh we're working through so that will be coming up. Um, so keep journeying with us. Hey, for those of you who uh, will be going on vacation, stay safe. Remember, you can always tune in online um, mm-hmm. so you don't have to miss us. And, and uh, um, it's, it is a great time of year. Not my favorite time of year weather-wise in Florida, but uh, a lot of exciting things for King's Chapel. Basically, we're just coming up with ways so we can have a big water slide after church. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. exactly. You know, that'd be great. That, that, that was a lot of fun to be a kid was, again. That was a lot of fun. I agree. I, I might have gone down a few too many times and almost injured some people. But got a little too into the races. Exactly. Always. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, listen, big night. Let's go Bolts. Let's go Bolts and see you guys Sunday. See y'all.